Welcome to Diosa Intuition, a safe space to grow together. I am your host, Maggie Trevino. And in this episode, I have with me the one and only amazing Jackie Casada. And I've known her for a couple of years and her story is just amazing. And I learned a lot more about her this episode. And the biggest message and I hope the biggest takeaway you guys can take from this is that things happen when they need to happen and things happen for a reason and everything that has happened in your life is part of your journey and makes you who you are today like i always say and i just said it right now you're here for a reason i really do believe that and i hope that this episode gives you the message you're searching for Thank you, Jackie, for being with us today. I'm very excited that you're here because, you know, I've known you for years and I feel like it's not just so, it's, it wasn't until like what, maybe the last year, year and a half, we started talking a little bit more that I feel like I've gotten to know you even more. And and I've told you, you know, I've admired like all the work you've done, all the work you keep doing to just become, you know, a better you. And, and just thank you for accepting my invitation and for being here today, Jackie. Well, my god i'm honored thank you I, <laughs> this is my first time so i'm excited um and thank you for thinking about me yeah definitely i'm honored to have you here so jackie tell us a little bit about yourself who is jackie ah what a question <laughs> right um so my name is jackie um a teen mom i have four kids uh, my first child was born when I was 17, my second when I was 18, and uh, 24 and 26. So that was just kind of a little challenging, right? But I come from very humble beginnings, very, um, uh, you know, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot because we started young. But my parents are from Mexicali, and um, I love Mexico. Um, I grew up in a ranch. Um, I was born here, but I consider myself Mexican because I literally lived most of my childhood in Mexico. And, you know, um, every summer, like, we would either go to Mexicali, like, the three months that we were off, or we would go to Jalisco. So, you know... I don't know. I'm just a mom. I'm a wife. I've been with my husband for 26 years. Um, he's the same baby daddy. <laughs> of all four um, so we've been together since 1996. I'm 42 years old. And I'm also a businesswoman. Um, I love to help people. <laughs> um, I love to help people. I have a child care business, um, and I also have a financial services business with my husband. So we have two family businesses that we we run as that we run as a family, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much who I am. Yeah, I'm excited because you know I met you when you already were having some sort of success with your financials, you know, your financial services business, and then you know, then we what's what's the word we um connected again not that long ago and you no know, now you have your daycare up and going again and um I'm very excited because I feel like as one as Latinas you know um from our culture it's 
it's very low percentage of especially women who you know have who have a success or who have their own business and and I think you know you being one of those few I think it's very exciting and I think it's very powerful and I'm happy you're here you know I, I would love for you to share some of your experiences you know starting your business running your businesses I know you um you know we previously mentioned your you, your childcare business was your first business you know that you started with 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 your husband how how was that like how was the beginnings of starting you know a business from scratch something that at least in my case, like my parents didn't have like an official business. So, you know, starting a business from scratch, not knowing, you know, a lot or not being taught, like, I think that's not easy. Right. You know, it isn't easy. It isn't easy. Um, when I started my daycare business, I was 26. Um, like I told you, I was a teen mom, so I had to finish high school. Um, I had a baby already when I was a junior and I was pregnant with my second child as I was graduating um, my senior year. Oh. And um, so that, you know, trying to finish high school, my husband and I were already living on our own and we had to, um, we had to um, make money. So we've always worked. And when I was, so my first two kids, I actually had um, stay-at-home nanny with, that we would pay that was like, she would live here. And then I would have, or if not, you know, whenever she left, I had a babysitter. Um, love that lady. But at one point in my life, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I was thinking like, what can I do that is going to help me provide at least two to $300 a week so that I don't have to ask my husband for money? And I was um, working in an, in an office and I used to do accounting. And um, I was like, you know what? I saw one of my aunts start a daycare business. And I was like, she doesn't drive. She doesn't speak English. I was like, maybe I can do that. Um, didn't know where to start. So I obviously called her and I'm like, hey, would you give me some pointers? And she did. But she lives in Long Beach and I live in Pomona. So it was kind of like a long drive where it was kind of hard for us to kind of meet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a 30 minute drive here in LA will, would take us like an hour and a half at okay. rush hour. <laughs> so it was just kind of hard for me to go over there and learn from her. So then um, I told my husband, I was like, hey, babe, you know, would it be cool if I can stay home and, you know, be a stay at home mom? And he's like, yeah, definitely. I was like, what if I watch a few kids here and there, and as long as I make a few hundred dollars a week, I can, like, that's like my spending money, you know, like the Target run, <laughs> where you go get one thing and you end up with $300 later. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, at least I wanted to be able Guilty. to do that. <laughs> so then um, I started the process for the childcare business. I went to orientation. I did what I had to. So then once I was licensed through the state of California, I was like, okay, so now what? So when I was 26, up to then, I have always been an employee and never did I think that it, the transition from an employee to a business owner was going to be as hard as, I, as it was. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, let me door knock and ask other providers here in my area, like, hey, can you give me some pointers? Can I see what you have on your walls? Can I see like your day to day? Like, what do you do? And literally, Maggie, people would close their doors at me or they would like literally crack the door open a little bit and be like, no, boom. 
And I was like, what the heck? Like, why? And sometimes just because we're so selfish and and they were uh, intimidated. They were like, who is this young girl wanting to come over here? They, and she's going to take all of my kids. And like, why do I want to give her my pointers? Like, I'm not going to help her. And my husband ends up getting laid off in 2008. So I started my daycare business in 2006. It took me, he gets laid off in 2007. At, like in September of 2007, I think he got laid off. Mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god now what because I'm not making any money and he said you can stay home because I'm making great money but now he wasn't making great money anymore so I was like shoot what are we gonna do so I had to go back to work um and he stayed home with our kids by this time we had four of them and in 2006 my last son was born and so he was a baby and, you know, that was the whole point why I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom because I, I had a newborn. And I was like, yeah. while I was pregnant, I started the whole process of the daycare business, but it didn't work out. I had to shut down. I closed because, one, I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know about contracts. I didn't know how much to charge. I had no idea about nothing. And literally, I had no help from anyone and I was like, okay, I need to get back to work because we still need to feed these kids, right, and pay the rent. <laughs> um, so I went back to work, and then my husband stayed home. And my son, my oldest son, started, um, he, he's always played soccer. Um, and we, one of the parents found out that my husband was laid off. And he's like, hey, by the way, I have something I have a business opportunity that you, that you might be interested in. Who knows? And my husband's like, well, maybe, but I'm a plumber. And you're talking about business opportunity? Like, I don't know. Like, it's probably not for me because I'm a plumber. My wife's working and I'm with a kid, so I don't really have any time for that. Eventually, you know, they came to the house. They presented the business opportunity, and I was like, babe, let's do it. And we said yes uh, to this business opportunity that ended up being like the, the lifeline that we needed. Why is that? Because this business opportunity was teaching us business concepts that we had no idea about. Mm-hmm. Um, so then from that, so we started in 2008 with this business opportunity and it ended up being financial services. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I joined first because my husband was a little skeptical. He was like, no, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know about this company. I don't think so. And I was like, babe, let's just do it. You know, what do we have to lose? We're already broke. We're in debt and we need to make money. So we're going to do it. <laughs> so I ended up, you know, joining first. And then I was busy at work. I was busy being a mom. I would have to come home from work, make dinner, laundry, the restrooms, mopping, and, you know, all of the house chores. So I was like, I don't really have time to do this business opportunity. I was like, I need you to help out and learn what, what this is. So eventually he ended up learning, and we started going to these business opportunity meetings, trainings, and that was like godsend. Because from that, from hearing uh, people, entrepreneurs just 
going out there and you know as simple as like hey why don't you read this book or hey why don't you do it this way I was like oh my god this is what I've been looking for all this time and people were not giving me the opportunity to like all I wanted to do was learn you know yeah teach me please because I'm ready and um so we went to um to our office and we learned so so much from a lot of successful people um, we had million dollar earners that were teaching us and six figure income earners that were, I was like, man, if they can do it, we can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was only making like $35,000 a, a year and my husband was laid off. So I was like, how can we make that kind of money? So fast forward um, in mid 2009, mm-hmm. I told my husband, I was like, you know what, babe, I'm going to add you to my insurance. I mean, to the license for the daycare. And um, I added him to the daycare license. He went to CPR classes, did everything that he needed to do. And I was like, we're going to hire someone that's going to take care of the kids. Every time I get paid, we will pay her. But I just need you to be here because you're the licensee. And then, so that's how we started again, the daycare business because of everything that we learned through our business, uh, our financial business. Um, So now I was like, I was motivated. I was like, you know what? In my mind, I was like, I'm gonna, everyone that closed their door at me in my face, literally, I'm gonna show them that I did it. And they're gonna ask me for help and I'm gonna help them. And I'm gonna be like, hey, Acuerdas de mí? <laughs> you know, like, do you remember <laughs> Remember me? when you closed the door on me? <laughs> yeah. And Maggie, it literally happened that way. So then we started the daycare business. Um, Andy started the daycare business in 2009 again. Um, we hired someone. And then I think it was almost like eight months. Um, they, they ran it. And then he would call me at work and be like, hey, Jackie, like this lady is coming into work with PJs, not doing what she's supposed to do. Mm. Like, she's not working out. And a lot of people would tell me, like, you know, at work, I would be like, oh, my God. Because people at work, some of some of the people knew that I had a business, but I, I didn't ver- verbalize it because then I, did, I felt like if they knew they were going to fire me. And I was like, no, I really need the money still. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the daycare business is still not giving us enough money to to just do that. So then, you know, Andy would call me at work and he would like tell me, hey, babe, like, she's not working out, blah, 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 this and that. I was like, and I had a vision of what I wanted my business to look like. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, People would tell me, you know, um, el que quiera tienda que la tienda. And I was like, what does that mean? El que quiera tienda que la tienda. And I was like, and it just clicked. It dawned on me that I was like, it's my business. No one's going to take care of it. No one knows my vision. No one, no one knows what I have in my heart. And mm-hmm. no one knows what the purpose of this business is. So then I ended up quitting my job. So in 2010... I quit my job. We went full-time daycare business. Um, and my boss, I told him, I was like, hey, um, 
his name was Dave, you know, he was like the CEO and like the owner of the company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity, you know, to work here in your company. But I actually have a business and I'm quitting because I'm going to go run my own business. So he was like, well, congratulations, but I'm going to save your position for six months. So if you need to come back, you know, you can. I was like, like, I was grateful, but then I was like, this guy (laughs) doesn't even know me. I'm not coming back. Mm -hmm. So, so I haven't worked a job ever since 2010. Um, So I've been my own boss since 2010. Um, My husband hasn't gone back to work since 2008, since he was laid off because of the recession that was going on back then. And it's all thanks to our financial services business that taught us all of the business concepts that we needed to take us to that next level. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I quit my job in June of 2010. I know I think it was literally I started July 1st full time. Um, and in, the, in those months, in those six months, I made $30,000, which was what I was making a in year. A year, yeah. So then I was like, oh, my God, I was speechless one. And I was like, because I never, I, I never thought that I can make a six-figure income. I always thought that I was only going to make 30000 And then in 2011, I made 120000 in you one year. You made a six-figure earner. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what the heck? I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe it. My husband and I couldn't believe it. And actually, um, here's the downer. Um, my husband and I, because of money issues, because of um, he was going through like his personal like depression, didn't understand why he got laid off. So he was going through some internal stuff that, you know, I had no, like I didn't know how to help him um and it's not something it's not something they teach us growing up mental health yeah no so he had his own stuff going on and then I had my own stuff going on and at work um you know I had people telling me like oh you don't need him you can do this on your own da 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 and I was like what like why would you tell me that like this is my like I've been with him forever like instead of telling me like hey Every marriage goes through a hard time, you know, things are going to get better or work on this or work on that. Like it was todo lo contrario. And I was like, I'm like, okay, this is not working out. We were like literally on the verge of a divorce. So, um, so then I had to decide what I wanted to do. And that's when I decided that I, obviously I wanted to be with my husband. I wanted to be, I wanted my family over anything so I gave myself a shot and took a leap of faith. And I was like, I don't know if the daycare is going to make it or not, or if I have what it takes to make a business grow, but I'm going to go for it. Because at this point, it was either that, or I was probably going to get a divorce. And I probably wouldn't be with my husband right now. And in 2011, we hired um, people to help us with our daycare business. And we were making great money, which is more money that we've ever made. Mm-hmm. So guess what? 
because we had the freedom to the freedom of money. We paid off our debt. We hired people to help us with daycare. So we would have like day dates. We would go to the movies in the middle of the day. We would go to the beach. We would take, um, we drove to, to Washington, um, took like a week off here and there. We did things that we've never have done because we've always had a job and we just never could afford it to just get up and go whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go to Chili's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, just things that we never did. So our daycare business literally saved my marriage and my family. So having that freedom of time and having that extra income, because remember, I was only making 30000 a year. Mm-hmm. Now I was making, we were making 120000 I mean, we were getting paid. I mean, there was months that we would get paid over 20000 which is unreal. <laughs> and we were just like, I can't, we can't believe it. So we had the money, we had the time, we had people here at the daycare running it while we were trying to save us. So it, it kind of worked out pretty awesome. And um, in between that, I mean, we were still doing our financial services business. Um, we learned about money concepts. We learned about products that we had to, do, to have for ourselves. Um, we learned how to save money. And all of that... We met a lot of people. We built a team. Um, a lot of people were coming through the daycare, a lot of single moms, a lot of, um, it's like both businesses kind of like worked hand on hand. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of made my husband and I more aware of like wanting to help our community. Like we've been there, we've, we've done that, you know, like when, I don't know, for me, you know, since I was 17 um, and I was a teen mom, I was signed up for the WIC program because I was a minor and I was still in yeah. school. So, you know, that milk, the cheese, um, the cereal, the peanut butter, sometimes that was like what was, we were surviving off of that. Mm-hmm. So we have been there where we have been broke as heck, had no, no money had no food and like literally eating sopitos de fideo and quesadillas because that's all we could afford um so then when we were since because of that you know we had our own experiences our own stories and when people would come to our house and um through our businesses and they would tell us their stories it was like oh my God, we're going to help each other. I'm going to help you anything you need. I'm going to be here for you. Mm -hmm. And being so genuine with people, I think is what has helped us continue to grow our businesses and grow ourselves as, as human beings. So I don't know if that kind of answered your question. It did (laughs) more than that. I learned a lot of more things about you, Jackie, a lot of your, your story that I didn't know, like I, I knew you had a daycare before and, you know, I knew that, you know, you you went from, you come from, as you know, coming as a minority from the Hispanic community and how you are now a very successful person. So it's like, I knew that part. I didn't know the small little details about it. So it's very, 
interesting to hear because like I wouldn't have imagined that and it wasn't like you know you started your daycare in 2006 and like the next day you were making like thousands of dollars it was like 2006 mm -hmm. you didn't start seeing the results to 2011 right mm -hmm. that that's what you said right so it was like yeah it, it's kind of like a an example a sign of like you know success it doesn't come overnight you gotta work towards it you gotta be dedicated to it and you know do the things you got to do like for a moment you had to let it go go back to work so then come back and you know echarle ganas and and this time it did work and you guys were doing you no know, now you're doing amazing and and you said something that I've always believed the the phrase that you said que te decían el que quiere tienda que lo atienda and it's like yeah because like me too like I started many businesses and I have had like where I hire a help some help to help me out as well and it's like no one is gonna do it the way you want it to get done like no one's gonna put the time and effort the love and dedication to a business that's not theirs and it makes sense because when you know when we're employees we don't treat our job or a business or the or yeah our job as a as ours you know it's like just something that gets you money to you know just kind of you know, be able to afford things and, and, you know, live life. However, I think your story is amazing. And thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that. And I'm just like, wow, if I admired you before, now it's like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And you started young you know. and, and, you know, I love hearing, and I think it's because I started a family young too at 18. You know, I had my son and everything. So hearing other moms, who have gone through it all and like, you know, the, the marriage, you know, you know, you said you were on the verge of divorce and you guys saved it. Like my husband and I aren't perfect. You know, we still have our arguments. We struggle in the same thing. Like he has his business. I have my business and financially we are way better than we were before. However, there's still like money um, arguments. I don't want to say problems because mm -hmm. we're not like, you know, struggling financially. It's just money problems. We don't, See, I do I when it comes to money only because I love to spend and enjoy life and he loves to save and I get it. And I'm just like, you know, we can save as much as we want, but we also gotta enjoy it. Like we deserve to, you know, have fun here and there. Um, so it does come up a lot, money problems. How he says, I don't know how to um what is the word he uses? Handle? Mm. What's financial something? A financial term? <laughs> I don't know how to manage money. He's manage, talking. yeah. Yeah, he goes, okay. you don't know how to manage your money. And I'm like, yes, I do. I think I do. We're not to his standards. So it is money problems just differently than before because we've had money problems before where we were like, we were broke, you know, like eviction notice broke. We're like, yeah, money was a problem. And that was what was like, uh, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that was the, where we were butting heads, the problem in our relationship. And that got better. And it's still money problems, just different type of money problems. So just hearing your story and how like the obstacles you had to overcome on your way to where you are is very empowering. And and thank you for sharing it. And and you said you mentioned something like right like kind of towards the end of your story of your financial services business and learning all these important tools. And, you know, and I learned them. I learned these tools as well. So I think it's important to talk about because it's not very it's not a topic or conversation that um our community has and i think it's something we need to talk about you know talk about the importance of saving money 
of you know protecting your kids and your family and if something were to happen um so i think what you do both your daycare and your financial services is very important and thank you for giving back to the community that's amazing um if you could go back is there anything you would change of your journey um no i would literally keep everything exactly the same because all of those um challenges has made me the person that i am today and if I didn't have all of those challenges, then I wouldn't have learned from them. I wouldn't have um, gained any um, any self-awareness, I think, because, you know, as a woman, you're mature different than your husband mm -hmm. or your partner. And as a mom, as a teen mom, having to mature very, at a very young age, and now I'm 42, you know, and I'm going to be 43 in March. And I, you know, kind of think to myself, like, Jackie, like, one, are you happy? Are you, do you have the things you want? Um, would you change anything that you've been through? And I wouldn't change anything. I'm happy. Um, I self-improve almost on a daily basis. Um, I'm learning new new techniques that help me become mm -hmm. me um, because sometimes we get so caught up on having on placing everyone else that you kind of forget yourself mm -hmm. and um, when you're in business you kind of have you have to have like um like a strong heart or a strong you know not, I don't want to say personality because your personality makes you, but you just have to be thick skin and you can't be super sensitive or super sentimental about everything. Mm -hmm. And I, that was my challenge because I would take things personal. Um, and sometimes, you know, I would give too much of me and people would take advantage of me. And then I would be like heartbroken and I'm like, pero por qué? Like, I just wanted to help you. And like, why are you doing this to me? Mm -hmm. And I've experienced that in both businesses. And you know what? Um, it's not very common for us Hispanics, Latinas, um, Mexicans, whatever you want to call us. Uh, I consider myself every single one of those things. Mm -hmm. But um, we're not, we don't talk about how much money we make. We don't talk about how much money we save. We don't talk about um, the financial stuff, just like you said, right? Because it's like, it's none of your business. Um, when I came into the financial services business, um, I learned that it was okay to talk about it. Because guess what? There's a, there's a, a small Jackie somewhere out there that needs to learn Mm -hmm. that you can make more than $30,000 a year. Yes. And if there's someone that's talking about it and encouraging you to take that leap of faith, then you, then the opportunity is endless. Um, I remember that I reached out to you because I've always wanted to have a clothing store. Oh, yeah, I remember. I still, I still haven't done it. Um, I want to have a, even an online boutique. But, you know, life is life and things happen. Mm -hmm. And um, like I told you, both businesses, my daycare business and our financial services business go hand on hand. 
because of all of the concepts that I learned about saving money, about being uh, financially protected, and just in case something, God forbid, happened to me or to Andy, my husband, we had something that would back us up. Um, like you said, a lot of a lot of us in our community don't know how to save money. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, we, <laughs> como I, dicen, I had to learn the hard way. Vivimos día a día, and um, which is good. But I learned I had to learn the hard way, which I had already experienced that. And then um, in 2016, I remember I said I was making a lot of money. Okay. I, I'm saying I, but literally the family was because mm -hmm. it was like a family, family business. Um, but in 2016, when my my older son graduated high school, he um, started having seizures out of the blue. And we had no idea why. He's always been healthy. Um, he was about to turn 19, so... His birthday is December 28th. So when he turned 18, I think like at the beginning of the year, of we were like, hey, babe, you know, you have to get your uh, life insurance, something small, just in case something, God forbid, happened to you because he was 18. When you're 18, you know, you party, you go out with your friends. Mm -hmm. You never know. So we're like, you have to have something small. And we were teaching him concepts that we that no one taught us at that age. And I was like, Andy, his name is Andy. He's a junior. Um, I was like, Andy, you're going to have to get a life insurance and you're going to have to start saving some money. Well, he graduated high school in June. He started helping me with the daycare, taking kids to school, picking them up. And um, well, he was home with me all day now. So I was like seeing him more, you know, his day to day. And then all of a sudden, so he graduated in June, and in November, we went out to dinner, and he started, he completely, his facial expression completely changed. He was like, had a lost look on his face, and we were like, what the heck just happened right now? And he comes back like, not even a minute and a half later, and I was like, you know, his dad was like, hey, what happened? Are you okay? And he was like, yeah. Like, what were we talking about? Like, he forgot what we were talking about, and he didn't realize what had just happened. So we're like, okay, this is not normal. And we're like, I'm going to make an appointment for him to go see the doctor. So then the next day, I call the doctor, and I make an appointment, and I think his appointment was like, so this is like in November, okay, almost the end of November. His appointment was until the next year in January. By this time, he was his birthday is December 28th, so he was going to turn 19. And um, it, it's, you know what? Um, so right after Thanksgiving, we got to dinner. So and his appointment was until in, until January, like seventh or something. So we had a whole month that we had to wait. Um, Let's say like within the week, I went to Target um, and I tell my husband, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to Target, you know, um, you're going to stay here with Andy. And he's like, okay. So they start playing a video game and he completely drops his, the controller and he starts seizing. And 
obviously we've never seen that so we got scared we're like what the heck's going on are you okay what's going on and we're like okay Andy calls me he's like Jackie I'm taking Andy to the emergency room you need to come home right now I'm like what happened so obviously we get scared as parents you know how we are with the kids so we get scared we go to the hospital and they tell us that they tell us that he had that he had a seizure you know you've heard of people mentioning like seizures or epilepsy but if it doesn't happen to you you really don't know about that so we had no idea exactly what a seizure was or what epilepsy was so um so then he starts having these seizures more constantly and remember I have a daycare business I'm watching kids and in that whole month of December I'm seeing my son just having about 11 seizures a day oh my god not not being able to eat um this always kind of gets me but um you know it was like really 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 hard and we had no idea what was going on with him so we're just kind of like praying to God at this point no one knows that anything is happening other than just our family and my husband Andy starts like researching things and you know we have no idea what's going on so like I told you our businesses come hand in hand and they come they're so dear to us because of the people that you meet yeah the people that come into your life that you never think that you're ever going to need them for anything this big that is kind of like life-threatening because anything can happen it's unknown you know So, um, my older daughter, Bree, at this time, you know, she's older than him. So, and she was in our business, in our financial services business. And she meets a lady up the street from our house that works at CHLA. Uh, She was a new neighbor. She had moved into a house that we completely love. We drive by it every single day. You know, those houses that you're like, Mm -hmm. Uh, one day, you know, one day that's going to be my house. Yeah. Um, that was the house. And then there was a new couple. So my daughter's like, oh, my God, Mom, I met this lady. Her name is Stella, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, she ends up getting an appointment with her to um, so that my husband and her can go talk to her about our financial services business because my daughter was being trained. Mm-hmm. She g- gives us the appointment and... You know, my husband and my daughter go meet her. Then she calls me and says, hey, Jackie, it's Stella, your neighbor. I was wondering if you were taking kids because my boss just moved to Pomona and um, she's looking for daycare. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, definitely, of course. Of course, I'm accepting kids, right? Mm-hmm. It's business. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to say no. So then... Her boss comes, starts bringing her daughter to me, and guess what? When my son was having those seizures, when um, I finally get him to see a doctor, a neurologist, 
and you know they had told me that he needed to go into surgery like brain surgery immediately and that he was never going to be the same that he was going to lose his memory that he was not going that he was going to need to learn how to walk how to talk how to eat like literally all from oh. scratch right and I was like how can you tell me that like it's not okay that you're telling me these things and um I was like, you know, my husband comes and he, one, I I could never go to one doctor appointment because I had to be at home with my daycare kids. So that was even more nerve wracking for me because as a mom, you want to be there to baby your son, <laughs> even though he's already, you know, he's 18, he's way taller than me, but that was my baby. It doesn't matter. And um, so my husband was taking him to all the doctor appointments and then he comes home one night. I remember it was a Wednesday night, just like today. And he tells me like, hey, babe, this doctor is telling me all these things about Andy. And I was like, you know, those nights where you had a long day at work, you have to make it seem like everything's perfect. But imagine I had at that time, I was watching about 14 kids. What? And the only and the only thing I was thinking about was my son. And, you know, he had this doctor appointment that was supposed to tell us exactly what was wrong with him. Um, it ended up being that he had um, something growing in his brain that was causing the seizures. I don't want to say that it was a tumor, um, but something like that. And it was causing all of the seizures. And I was like, you know, my husband comes and he doesn't tell me the full, the full story of what happened at the doctor's because, you know, he's like trying to ease me into it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's still my son. I'm still worried. It's like 11 p.m. I go in the shower. You know, when you go in the shower and you're just like, sometimes you turn the water on and you're just like sitting in the toilet and you're just like okay. crying or just like letting it out. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like your only you safe zone. Mm-hmm. it's like your only safe zone like you no one's in there and... yeah so I was crying I was sitting in the toilet and I was crying and I was praying to God and then I was talking to him and I was like God I know that you are doing this because you know that we can take it I know my family is strong you chose my son for whatever reason and I accept it but please put the people that we need in front of us that can help us. And then I was like, after just crying and crying, and I have a knot in my throat, and I immediately remember the boss. Because remember, Stella works at CHLE. Mm -hmm. And Natalie was her boss. So, yeah. Okay, so now, then, now I know the connection between you guys. <laughs> yeah, so then I called Natalie, and given that I really have never, it didn't dawn on me to call her sooner because I really never saw her. Her dad, Miguel, was always the one dropping um, Izzy off, and Natalie was always in the car because they work in CHLA, so it's in mm-hmm. downtown LA in Hollywood, and they live in Pomona, so the drive is like, it's far. Oh. So, <laughs> so they would drop off the baby like around 5.45 a.m., 5.30 sometimes. 
So I would never see her because she was in the car getting ready. And I would only see Miguel. So it never dawned on me that I knew someone that worked at a hospital that could help me until that one Wednesday night that I was in the sh- in the toilet sitting <laughs> with the shower on. And I was like, God, please just put the people that I need in front of me that can help me with my son. And immediately her name popped up and I called her at 11 p.m. And she answered. So none of the daycare parents knew what was going on, but they knew something was going on because you can just see it in our face. You know, like when you know something's wrong, but yeah. you are either too embarrassed to ask or you're like, I don't really want to ask because what is something bigger? You know, like you don't want to step on mm-hmm. anyone's toes. Yeah, exactly. So the parents knew that something was up, but they didn't know what. Uh, some parents uh, ended up telling us that they thought that Andy and I were getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> but then anyways, we ended up telling them that, you know, um, it was my son was sick. So I called Natalie and I was like, hey, Natalie, um, this and this is happening with little Andy. Like, this is what the doctor told us today. I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable with it. Like, I need a second opinion. Like, can you please help me? What do you think? Is there something that we can do? Mm-hmm. And then she was so awesome. She immediately was like, don't worry about it, Jackie. I can help you. Oh, my God, Maggie. That took like a big weight off my shoulders because now I had someone that worked with these doctors. She's like, this is what you're going to do. You, you need to get a transfer from neurologist. I'm going to refer you to the best of the best here at CHLA. We got the best. Since he was already referred to a surgeon, mm-hmm. she referred us to a neurosurgeon. Um, and then he's like, you know what? We got an appointment to see him like within two weeks. And all of these appointments usually take like almost a month. Yeah. And they, she, got, she got us in. I got all of his records transferred. And... And that's that, you know, um, my son was treated at CHLA, thanks to Natalie and Stella, our, our new neighbor. Mm-hmm. And um, after, you know, he's had three surgeries, three brain surgeries that have been over 12 hours. Yeah. And thank God, you know, he's good. He's fine. But because of that, I decided to close my daycare. I decided to close my daycare down because I wanted to be present with him and I wanted to give him all of my attention. I wanted to take care of my baby. And um, it was, I was able to do that thanks to all of the business concepts that we learned. It was thanks to being learning. I learned, we had learned how to save. We were making money that we've never made. So we were saving money that we've never saved. Because mm-hmm. by this point, we weren't spending the way that we used to spend. And we weren't, we weren't, we were not in debt. So when I had to take the time off, I decided to close my daycare business. And we still kept the financial services business, but because it gave us the freedom to make money in less time. So if I needed to make money, I could help a family in a couple of hours and make what I was making maybe like taking care of a kid all month, Mm -hmm. having them here all day. So we had learned how to make money in less time and still make enough money to provide for us. And remember, we had saved money. 
so we had money saved that was helping us. Um, so when you have these businesses, when you give without expecting anything in return, all of these people just came to, to our rescue and they were willing to help us without anything in return. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a blessing that when you give because you want to help from your heart, people will always be there for you, whether you like it or not. There's always someone that's going to have that giving hand. And um, so I stayed home with my son like for four years um, without having to really work work and there was thanks to our financial services business it was thanks to our daycare business and it was all done as a family because we all worked hard for it mm-hmm. and so guess what so my son got gets his third surgery about a year ago and then I was like you know what I asked him I'm like hey you're good everything's fine. He's like, yeah, mom, I'm good. So I decided to reopen my daycare business. I decided to reopen my daycare business and I'm making six figures. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think so it, <laughs> like something you said, um, you know, literally everything happens for a reason. And, you know, um, there's a reason why you know your son didn't start having these seizures till late till your business was successful because that gave you the opportunity to to uh, to like be with him to be there for him because like you said you, at that moment you had no idea what was going to happen you had no idea you know what what the outcome was going to be so being able to have that freedom to do it i think is big and and yeah i just really believe that like everything happens for a reason you know, the people you met, you met them for a reason. Like they were so they were meant to be in your life at that moment, at that time. I really do believe that. And you did talk about um you mentioned it earlier, like the the energy, like people feel it. And you know, you and I have talked about energy like multiple times and how like whether you believe it or not, like it's there. Like energy attracts energy. So um yeah, I just I just really think that. I knew I knew about your son. I didn't know the full story. And damn, Jackie, I'm learning so much about you in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I know it wasn't easy to share. And, and however, like you said, like everything that happened has shaped who you are today and, and has shaped the life that you're able to enjoy today. So I think that's big. And I guess the, the, the final question would be, if you could go back in time and meet 16-year-old Jackie, what advice would you give her? Wow, you know what? Um, I would just tell her, like, don't be scared. Everything's going to be okay. Because we do things scared. But if it wasn't for that fear that we, you know, that we feel then we wouldn't do it. I think that it's more, I've always been kind of like a rebel, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) I like to challenge myself. Um, Now, I don't really like to say that I was like the black sheep of the family. 
but I was siempre siempre he sido la más aventada like I don't care mm -hmm. like um like I'm gonna do it if I want to do it I'm gonna do it like don't tell me no and if you tell me no a fuerzas I'm lo voy a querer hacer <laughs> more reason right? yeah <laughs> yeah so um I just I think I would tell her that everything's gonna turn out just fine And I think that she always knew that she always knew that. And she always had the courage and she always had that, um, that strength to do and go through everything that she's been through. So, but that one thing is like, just, just be you, just don't be scared. And if you're scared, who cares? Just do just it. Cause things will work out. Yeah. So that's why it's like, I don't think I would change anything because you wouldn't everything be that I've been through, yeah, everything that I've been through, you know, I needed to go through. And um, even, even like, even like, you know, your, your son's situation, like, yeah, you, you could wish that that didn't happen, but if that hadn't happened, like you guys, I'm sure relation, the relationships changed. Like a lot of things happen. A lot of good things also came from that situation that I think you wouldn't have at this moment, you know, yeah. if, if that hadn't happened. Definitely. You know what? Um, I was actually today, I was thinking about, um, about how I felt um, because we all have our own process. We all have our own feelings. And sometimes we want people to understand what we're feeling, but are you understanding of other people of what they're feeling? And it's kind of hard. So I was thinking like my husband is my husband, but Andy is Andy. There's mm -hmm. nothing I can do to, to make him feel something different. But when you go through, um, when you go through something like what we went through with our son, You know, and even my own son, he is going through his process. He he only knows what he has gone through. Yeah. Imagine having three surgeries that have lasted more than 12 hours. As a teen, uh, as being in your early 20s, and the doctor telling you, like, everything's going to be okay, but there is a possibility, a possibility that a that there's a possibility that anything can happen yeah there's risk and I don't want to say it mm -hmm. so that feeling that you have when you hear that from a doctor because it's out of your hands it's yep. completely out of your hands so that feeling how is it going to affect you as a person as a mom as a daughter as a sister and for my own son like how has it affected him mm-hmm And it's really, really hard to go through it. It's yeah. really hard to go through it. He, so he sometimes... Uh-huh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm like getting It's emotional okay. talking about it. But today I was thinking like, um, I'm Jackie. There's nothing that I can do to, as much as I want my son to be okay mentally like you know how you mentioned about mental health it's affected my son and my husband more than it's affected me a year ago I decided to um 
you know, besides the pandemic hitting and everything, and that was, it hit us hard, I think, as a nation, as in the whole world, it hit us hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but going through the pandemic and going through my son's recovery and my husband's recovery, because it took them into like um, a whole different feeling where it was, I, I want to say maybe depression. Um, my, my husband always worried about my son. Like, is he okay? Um, is he going to have a seizure and we're not going to not know? Um, you know, so many things that go on after that. So for me, mentally, I wasn't ready to start my business again. Mm-hmm. And because I was in a whole different state of mind as my son and my husband were, were too. So for me, I was like, okay, I can't help them if I don't help myself first. So what can I do to get myself to another level where I can be at ease and be able to help him and my husband and teach them something different that I'm learning, right? Because we learn by people teaching us something different. So then I started um, meditating. I started doing, um, I started giving myself time because as a wife, I wasn't 100% there for my husband. As a mom, I couldn't be there 100% for my son. As a daughter, I wasn't there for my parents 100%. As a sister, the same. Like I was losing me because I was so worried about everyone else. Mm So then I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing, uh, I need to do something different. I need to do it. I'm all like, I can, if they don't want to get help right now, then I need to get help for myself. So I started self-improving, um, started reading more um, spiritual stuff, started uh, a whole different routine for myself. Um, I started using essential oils. I started, um, you know, using um Sage, Palo Santo, I started meditating, I do yoga. Um, I'm not like a gym rat or anything like that. <laughs> but you know, I started exercising a little bit more here at home. Um, and I just started giving myself that time if I needed to hang out with my girlfriends, I would. You know, just doing things that would make me happy because I kind of lost myself. So then I wasn't ready to be a business owner either because if I wasn't okay my family wasn't okay then my business wasn't going to be okay mm-hmm. so then I so then I started doing things I went to a women's retreat last November and everything changed something clicked something clicked inside of me and I was like you know what I need to do this for myself and I know that my family is going to benefit from it at the end right so I ended up going to Mexico to this women's retreat by myself. I've never traveled by myself ever. And it was challenging for me because I have always had my husband on by my side 100% of the time. And if, I, if it's not my husband, it's my sisters. So this was all Jackie all by herself, not knowing I was going to go meet people that I've never met in person. Um, I started a, a women's group on Zoom, and I was. This is the people that I was going to go see at this retreat. Um, so I went, and something clicked. Something just 
fue uf, como que se me abrieron las puertas, you know, um, everything was clear. I was like, okay, I know what I have to do. So from November to March, um, okay, so in November when I was at the retreat, um, my husband's birthday is November 15th, so I told him, hey, after the retreat, meet me in Mexico, and we're going to have a few days for ourselves. So he goes out to Mexico. He meets me for his birthday, and um, I get a phone call while I was in um, Tulum, and it was a mom that was referred to me by someone that I used to watch their kids. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. It's a sign. At, at the retreat, I told myself, you know what? I had already said I'm going to start the daycare. In October, okay, the retreat was in November. In October, I sold all of my daycare furniture, my tables, my everything. Mm -hmm. I go to the retreat in November, and I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. But then I had I just sold everything. <laughs> okay. So I come back. I meet this lady that had called me while I was on vacation and I end up watching her son and in December, um, so I watched him like for three weeks in December. I don't usually work the last week of December. It's like family time. And at the beginning of the year, you know, you say like, what are the things that I want for my, for this year? Your resolutions, you know, you start writing things and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to get my business going. I'm going to start my business. I'm going to start my business. So I literally, in three months, Maggie, in three months, okay, I am remember, I don't have any furniture. I don't have any daycare stuff. I literally have nothing. In three months, Maggie, I went from having um, this one little boy that came back. I had, and I have... I, did, I really didn't even get into it, but this is probably for another podcast. Um, <laughs> there's a boy that his name is Chewy. Um, I've been watching him since he was five weeks old, and he's going to be 10 this November 29th, and oh. he's like my son. Um, so I have Chewy and this other little boy, Sally and Louie. Um, so I have four kids, okay? By the end of March, um, I have 16 kids that I'm watching. 16, yep. Maggie. How does that happen? From struggling, not knowing where to start because you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. You don't have the money to invest in buying all the stuff that you sold like super cheap. And everything's like super expensive now. So you're like, ah. How am I going to do it? Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, we made it happen. And I've been making an average of like since March. And okay, in April, I made 21000 Wow. One month. So how does this happen, Maggie? It happens because of the person that you become from all those challenges that you've been through. It happens because you give without um, expecting anything in return, and people remember that. Mm -hmm. So when people found out that I was going to reopen, it was all these kids started flowing in because I've always been a giver without, in, without expecting anything in return. And mm -hmm. some people don't understand that. 
Yeah. So I think that that is um, the blessing that I have that that I love people and people love me back. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I think I'm very similar to you where like I love to give and give and I do it without, I do it from my heart without expecting anything in return. And when you need those people, when you reach out to those people, they're there for you. And it's not because, you know, you did it because you wanted something. However, you did it because you wanted to. Like you said, you do it from your heart. You do it because it's who you are. And you you shared a lot, a lot. And I am very grateful. And I'm like, sorry. I'm like looking at the time. I'm like, ah, way over. No, there's no coincidence. And, and, and I'm glad you're here. And I really do hope that, you know, anyone listening to this episode really takes a lot from it or even one like one thing you said like they can benefit from it and like your story is I feel like there's a lot of things people can benefit from I hope whoever's listening to this can see that and can take from it and can do what you did because you know I know it's very cliche people say like if I can do it you can do it however it's true like if Jackie can do it you know you did it anyone can do it and you know you shared where you come from you shared your story and your struggles and it's not you know pitch perfect you know it's it's not like butterflies and rainbows and unicorns you know there's some there was some mud in there that you had to go through and and thank you for sharing and thank you for being here I really do appreciate it um anything any last minute advice or anything that you would like to say before we end the episode no, I really don't have anything else to say <laughs> other than thank you for the time. I greatly appreciate it. I'm grateful that you even thought about me. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than thank you, and I'm grateful for you. Thank you for, for I don't know, maybe this will help someone. And whoever is listening, you know, just go for it. You just don't know what's a what's on the other side unless mm -hmm. you cross that that street or that path you know um just go for it things happen when they need to happen and um if you guys ever need any kind of advice on how to start a daycare business if you ever need an, any advice on how to make extra money on the side without jeopardizing what you already have you know it's helped me for over 12 years to have two businesses um, because like, like I've said, this whole episode has been both businesses working together because you get to meet different people. And um, that's what life is all about. I love networking. I love meeting new people. I love hearing new, your stories. So yeah, we'll definitely there's be putting a lot your, more to come. Yeah, and we'll definitely be putting your Instagram um, on the description so people can go ahead and follow you and ask you any questions that they might have regarding the daycare business or your financial services business or you know they just want to get in touch with you you know i'll put it go yeah, ahead definitely instagram there and thank you for being here and i really do want to bring you back on another episode to talk about your journey in the you know in the self-love self-growth um, department because i think that's a whole other story in itself and your journey yeah. that because it's it's a lot i'm going i've done my journey and i'm still going like he never stops you're always right. something new. So, and you're always growing. There's always more to learn in this. I don't know what to call it. Like being conscious, I guess, being awake world. I don't know, mm -hmm. but there's a name for it. However, there's a lot in the spirituality world that can help us. And it doesn't mean it's religion or anything like that. Like it's totally different. And, 
And I would really love to bring you back another time for you to talk about that journey because I think that'll be also a very empowering story. <laughs> thank uh, you. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Thank you.